You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am the St. Louis Cardinal mega fan, Lucas Smith. It is Friday, October the 30th. Happy Friday, everybody. Congratulations. You made it to Friday. That should not go unnoticed. Well done. And we have some uh, some off-season news to talk about. I will talk about the hiring of Mr. Tony La Russa to the White Sox, former Cardinal manager, third winningest manager of all time, Hall of Famer. 76 years old, coaching one of the more exciting teams in baseball. I'll give you my thoughts on it. Uh, nothing but respect to Mr. LaRusa. Um, but that, that signing is something we'll talk about. I have some some of your guys' interactions on Instagram that I will share, as well as um, we'll, we'll finish up the day by talking a little bit more about Colton Wong and uh, Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright and where we all go from here. So. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the content this week. A lot of good conversation and kind of wrap up the week with, with, with just me. So whether that's good, bad, bad, or negative, you can let me know. Uh, rate the show on iTunes and let me know. So, yeah, so yesterday the White Sox made the stunning announcement. Uh, I think just stunning just with the case of, if for the reason of, you know, I think it was expected because Bob Nightingale reported it. Props to Bob Nightingale. He actually got a scoop right. Uh, he he uh, had this had this from pretty much from the get-go. Um, yeah, pretty much from the get-go there, and so let's, uh, let, let's think about this. Tony La has not managed a game since 2011. I tweeted out some, some interesting facts that you all probably should know. The last time Tony La managed a game, excluding the 2012 All-Star game, Alan Krennic was an up-and-coming star. He is now out of baseball and was awful for his last year and a half as a Cardinal, in 2014 uh, mainly. Albert Poodles was a Cardinal, and the Feelings of re-signing him was high. He is now an angel. And the Cubs hasn't won a World Series in 103 years. They've now won one. Also, I was 11 years old. I am 20 now. That was a long time ago. So he has not managed in a very long time. I am not here to doubt his managerial skills. I am not here to doubt his success, or I'm not here to say that his success can't transfer over. And I'm not even here to say that it won't. I'm just here to say my own opinion and that this is an extremely risky hire by the Chicago White Sox. This man is already in the Hall of Fame. He's been in baseball operations for, I think, for for nine years. Um, But I just think that that, that it's an interesting hire because you have a guy that that they had last year in Rick Renteria. Poor Rick Renteria. I mean, he managed the Cubs for a year. They fire him for a more experienced, probably better manager in Joe Madden. Joe Madden wins the World Series with him in, the, in two years later. And then Rick Renteria brings up this White Sox team. Wasn't very good when he got there. Now they're really good. and really good AL Central. And a year after making the playoffs, after going three games with the second-seeded Oakland Athletics in the wildcard round, he gets fired for a more experienced, probably better manager in Tony La Russa. I think that Rick Renteria, uh, he, he got some, some slack for some of his, his pitching decisions, and everybody's going to get slack for that, you know? No matter what, Dave Roberts got it for years before he won a ring. Kevin Cash will get it forever until he wins a ring, then everybody's going to forget about it. 
But I think that Rick Renteria, I mean, it must suck to be Rick Renteria. You know, to, to, to take this really young and exciting team full, full of talent with, with Tim Anderson, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, all these different things, and then just to, to, to be fired twice because you had a young and exciting team in Chicago as well when you had Rizzo, Baez was coming up, Castro was there at the time, Bryant was, was close as well. So you had an exciting future for both of these teams, and Rick Renteria doesn't get to share in the joy of it. So that's just tough to be Rick Renteria, so I feel bad for him, but I think whoever hires him is going to be... Just fine. I think the Tigers might hire A.J. Hinch today. Uh, but I think that whoever gets Rick Renteria is going to be just fine. But back to Tony La This man has won a lot of games. He He's 56 wins away from the second most all-time, or tying it. 57 from achieving it, one of the two. Which, if you tell me that has nothing to do with him joining right now, then I think you're wrong. I think him being so close does, because he could lose 100 games and still get it, assuming they have a 162-game season next year. So that's just kind of an interesting side piece, that he's so close to the record. I think that's a big reason that uh, Joe West is still umpiring, because he's close to, to, to getting the all-time umpire's record. But it's just it's an interesting hire, because like I said, you have this very young, exciting team. Uh, with Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, two of the, probably the, the stud outfielders of the game in the next five years. Tim Anderson, one of the best shortstops in the game right now. Almost won back-to-back batting titles if he didn't. I don't know. He might, he, I know he won last year, but I'm not sure if he won this year. I can't remember. I know he was close. Young, exciting team. Like like to show off a little bit. Like like to, to have a little personality in it. And, you know, Tony Russa has been kind of not outward campaigning against it, but he has been against that in the past. He has told that. He's very, very, very old school considering the last time he coached for this team was 34 years ago. So I think that that's an interesting dynamic. Take the politics and stuff out of it. Take the, the racial justice and the kneeling and the flag issues out of it. Looking at just the baseball standpoint, I still really don't understand this higher. Because Tony La just doesn't really fit with this team. I think that this a huge reasoning of this signing was... Jerry Reinsdorf and, and Hawk Harrelson, who was a GM at the time in 1983 when he got fired, fired him. And Jerry and Tony have been friends, and Tony was asked about this in the postgame, in the introductory press conference. And I think that Reinsdorf wanted to right a wrong, and that's what he thinks he's doing by hiring Tony LaRusso. I will say this. I'll say a, a positive about it. Rick Renteria, a large portion of why he got fired and why he lost that playoff game, or that playoff series, rather, was his bullpen management. I do think that something positive Tony Larusa brings to the table that does apply to this White Sox team, other than his 34 years of experience, 30, 30 some odd years of experience at managing at the major league level, is his bullpen management. He has been a master of handling the bullpens his entire career, especially with St. Louis and especially in that 2011 World Series run. So, if there's a positive take out of it, and I know that the Chicago media had a field day berating this hire, and I don't think it's the best hire either. But Chicago media had an absolute field day saying how awful this hire was. And I, I agree with them for the most part. But just to play devil's advocate, White Sox are thinking Hall of Famer, three world championships. Maybe he can get a fourth. Maybe he can bring one back here. But I don't. I, it just doesn't feel totally right. So if, if you want to hear more in-depth conversation about it, head over to, to Locked On White Sox. They have um, a couple of really good hosts over there. Uh, Herb Lawrence, 
is one of them, and the, and the other that one is, is Chris Tannehill. They have a two-parter coming out today and tomorrow talking about uh, talk about the hire. So if you want more in-depth stuff, uh, head over to, to Locked On White Sox. But I'll give my two cents on it. Um, I just think that it's an interesting hire. We'll see how it plays out. I do think that there's a chance it ends up working out well. So we'll see how it works. But uh, I do want to talk about Colton Wong before I wrap things up today uh, and kind of the offseason move. But first, I do want to tell you about the incredible, the amazing, the new and improved Built Bar. I'm not making this stuff up, guys. My favorite Built Bar of the new, new, the new flavors is Cookies and Cream. They had 12 original, outstanding flavors as well. Uh, some of my favorites in that one are banana bread, double chocolate, orange, and coconut. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And they're covered on 100% in chocolate. And I literally love chocolate. It's my favorite favorite thing to satisfy my sweet tooth. So they're covered 100% in it. That's a win for me. What's also a win for me is that these things are healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. And if you're on the keto diet, it's great for that. For example, one of my favorites that I mentioned, cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. That's just one bar. That's incredible healthy stuff right there. You get a free cooler with your purchase right now while supplies last. Head over to BuiltBar.com for that. But also, something guaranteed I can give you guys, BuiltBar.com, and use promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. That's right, 20%. That's the, highest we've, that's the highest we've ever done since I've joined the show. Use promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. Once again, for 20% off your next order, use promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. It's been a great week of content here on Locked On Cardinals, but uh, I'll tell you about that in just a minute. But I do want to wrap up the Tony Larusa segment. I forgot to do, um, forgot to do this beforehand. But uh, you guys re- replied to uh, my Instagram story in Locked On Cardinals um, w- w- with some things that I can't say, um, but a couple that I did that I can say. Uh, at Owen Dreyer, Owen Owen Dreyer. I apologize for saying that wrong. He said, "I feel like it's a good hire, but also." He's 800 years old, so who knows? Yep, he's old. He's up there. I think that, like, I, I agree, Owen. It could be a good hire. Um, could be. I think that we disagree there. You say it is. I think it could be. Um, at Ritter underscore WX said, what are they smoking? I don't know. Um, at KSCHAAKE22 said uh, something I can't say, but I, I understand the sentiment. So said, said in a... a Explicit there. Uh, and then Ben Ozvath said, Nostalgia at its finest. I like that, Ben. Um, yes, I think the White Sox, like I said, are trying to relive their glory days just a little bit. So thanks for, for commenting on those and replying to those. Keep that up, guys. I'll be sure to have that more because I want your take on the show and I want to talk about things you want me to talk about. So uh, if you've missed anything that I've talked about this past week, I had the NL Central crossover on Monday, Wednesday, and yesterday. Three-parter split up because it was great conversation with Sean of Locked On Cubs and Jeff of Locked On Reds, so be sure to, to tune into that. And then on Tuesday, I had a great conversation with Mark Saxon. Um, so maybe you got a long week and nothing ahead. Long weekend and nothing. You got a long run you want to go on, long bike ride, or a uh, big lawn you got to mow, or I don't know where you're at. Maybe you got to shovel your driveway. Cue up Locked On Cardinals and, and, and enjoy conversation about the offseason because it's all still relevant. Because um, uh, Mark talked about Wong opting out. Or not, I'm sorry, but the Cardinals declining his option, and that's exactly what they did. And I, I touched on it a little bit yesterday, but I want to go into a little bit more depth now. It's a tough move. I understand that. I, I, I do think that financially speaking, 
and assuming they go after who they should go after, a.k.a. any offensive bat that's on the market, I do think it's the right move. But it's a really difficult move as a Cardinal fan. This, this, this guy, Colton Wong, is a guy that has put his heart and soul into this team. He's been accepted, accepted by this city, I think, really well. And it's just tough to see him go. I mean, this is a guy who, who went from a dreadful start to his career offensively and getting picked off in Game 4 of the World Series with your best bat at the plate in Carlos Beltran. I think this is the anniversary of that clinching game in 2013, by the way. So I think Gabrielle Starr of Locked On Red Sox has more on that if you want to live that pain and tragedy. Um, but he went from that, and then he went, for, went from that to a, an average to above-average bat and to an elite defender. Probably should already have two gold gloves, but he's going to have at least two in a couple of weeks when they announce he, he's won his second, in my opinion. I think he he's got a, a bright career ahead of him. I know that he's been in the league seven years. I know he he's you know you could say he's on the down track, but no, I think 30, 28, 30 years old, something like that. He's got a couple couple good years ahead of him. It's extremely difficult to see him go, and I really hope I really hope that this is not a precursor for letting Molina and Wainwright walk. Financially, strictly financially, I could understand letting Molina and Wainwright walk if you want to make an addition with with a bat somewhere else and have Kisner be your catcher and deal with your starting rotation. Financially, I get it. But man, if they let Molina and Wainwright go, St. Louis is going to be upset. They are going to lose some fans. I, I, I really think that. They're going to lose some fans watching the games. They're going to lose a lot of fans going to the games. I can almost guarantee you that. Especially, especially, especially if Wainwright and Molina both go to other teams, which Molina has made it clear that if he doesn't play with the Cardinals, he will be playing in 2021. So again, financially, it might make sense. Don't ridicule me for it. It might make sense financially, but they are going to have a problem on their hands, and I hope it does not happen. I hope that Molina, Wainwright, and Cardinals can work out a deal where they get team-friendly contracts for one, maybe two years for Molina and go from there because if they... they they're not able to work something out like they did with Wong. If they thought people were, were mad and upset at Wong, whew, holy cow, they're going to be mad and upset at Molina and Wayne, at them for letting go of Molina and Wainwright. But a um, couple other things. I, I didn't watch the whole press conference of Moselak, but I did see a quote of his that he kind of, he owned up to letting a Rosarina go. Again, I didn't watch the whole thing yet. Um, schoolwork, I work at a radio station, been busy. But, that quote right there I thought was, was big of Moselak. As much crap as, as, as you all, as I, as we give him, I think for him to own up to that mistake is big. And he said that he, you know, that they're going to reevaluate how they look at their bats and how they judge their bats so it doesn't happen again. And that's something that Mark Saxon talked about that they might do when he was on the show on Tuesday. So props to Mark. But that, that, that was huge by Moselak. I know that he, a couple other news and notes from that, from that conf, press conference. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt had a bone spur removed. Low-key news stuff. Um, but, but yeah, so that was, I thought that was big on, on Moselock and yeah, so I think that, that not a lot of, uh, owners or president of baseball operations, I think, uh, make that comment. So that was, I was proud of Moselock for that. Um, but that's all I got for, for Friday's episode to, to finish up the week. I think I'm going to go back to outfield evaluation starting on Monday. So I'll be tweeting that out t- uh, tomorrow and Sunday about what I'm going to do for that. Uh, unless more big Cardinal news happens, which who knows, I'm not sure if it will, but it might. Um, 
But that is all I've got. Again, queue up this week's episodes. Got a lot of good stuff. And be sure to tune back in on Monday when I evaluate the dreadful outfield of St. Louis. So that is all I got for you guys today. Uh, As always, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. Have a great day. We'll